0: good morning welcome to my soaking sanctuary it is episode 67 i actually changed the title of the last one because it was 66 and i couldn't resist Getting my kicks on Route 66. So so that's what I changed it to. But it also relates to a jazz festival that I went to where they sang that. And then, you know, then this is like 66. So I couldn't resist. But this is 67. The last episode was about friendship. And if you had not listened to that last episode, uh, I would suggest that you kind of catch up with um where i'm coming from with the friendship issue and really get a good feel of what this episode is all about this is episode 67 yay and i think i started i think i started uh, doing my podcast two years ago and then I took a long one year break, I, I believe. And then I started back last year, if I can remember correctly. So it's almost two, um, two years celebration, anniversary, I don't know what you want to call it. But, um, you know, really taking a deep dive inside, in figuring out life right and what it means to to us to all of us and it's really interesting how we all have different beliefs how we've had different experiences how we have different gifts and uh you name it right different type of emotions or ways that we work out things and you know what We just need to make it good for us, right? Whatever works for us, it's our life. Why do we need to keep trying to please others through our life? And this experience with the uh, BFF and taking a deeper look into relationships and what that means to me, we we really need to continue to do this in all aspects of our life because the things that we had been through have really changed us right in in a lot of ways and then our beliefs change our our roles change our roles for ourselves. it's really, uh, I I love the way that the speaker I, I listened to before, she called it policies. So instead of boundaries, boundaries almost sounds like, it's like really territorial in a way. And it is in a sense, but mainly boundaries are policies. It's our own policy, you know, saying like, what we will or will not do, or what kind of things we would consider, or in this situation, you know, it could be um, a different attitude, right? A different way of compromising. And also another thing that I had learned that just really resonated with me is the price of admission. Have you ever thought about that? Is that person worth the price of admission? I just think that's such an awesome idea. And I really think about these things in a very deep way because we really need to define what our policies are and if that person or thing is worth our price of admission. Now, women think differently from men, and men probably do the price of admission thing a lot. You know, is it worth my energy, right? Is it worth my time? And not to say, you know, men, women, either one is better or worse. People love to put things in a good or bad, better or worse kind of thing, And, you know, honestly, that's very competitive, right? That goes to ego. But what I'm speaking to is our spiritual side. Our spiritual side has nothing to do with ego. And it it, it doesn't really need to do with religion either. It's just our spirit, our soul. And we really need to listen to what our soul really needs. Not so that we can change to please another person, but what about us? We need to change to please us, right? What we feel good doing, what makes us feel good. Like we're in charge of our own experience. So in order for us to really take a deep dive into our perception and other people, We really have to look at ourselves and say what really pleases me, what really feels good, what, you know, doesn't feel good and make those things part of our policy. I had made a little quick talk about friendship in my Toastmasters class and I wanted to share with you what I shared I had an idea that we would possibly uh, need to have a thought of the day. And I stepped up for a thought of the day because I thought this was really important. And this all came from my experience of my BFF challenging me, or my former BFF, i call calling her Jenny, um, challenging me. And so this is what I'd like to share with you. This is one of the things that I came up with um, from my deep dive and soul searching and all of that. And it just really resonated with me and I put it into words. Sometimes in love and relationships, this is both like friendships, it could be wife, husband, wife, whatever your relationship is. Really, when you add people to your inner circle, those are the people that you've already accepted. It's almost like they've been through initiation. They've been through, you know, whatever your protocol is. And you're inviting them into your inner circle. I love the way that uh, um, Janine Staples talks about the inner circle being like the inner court. And so you have people in your outer courtyard and you have your people in your inner courtyard. And those are the people that you trust. You trust with your life, right? Because they're in your inner courtyard. They sleep with you. They eat with you. They pretty much do everything with you because they're, you allowed them into your inner court. These are the people that I'm talking about. So going back to sometimes in love and relationship, it is just about being, B-E-I-N-G, being, that's number one. Number two is appreciating. Number three is just being appreciated. And what that means is we just need to be, you know? Like we don't need to, try to change ourselves for anybody we just need to be us we just need to be me we just need to be unapologetically me I need to be not we <laughs> you be unapologetically you <laughs> I need to be unapologetically me and to love myself so much to say that it's such a growth and a beautiful thing so then the second one goes to appreciating. We need to appreciate the people in our inner circle because or in our courtyard because we've already accepted them. And whatever they are able to provide, whatever they, whoever they are, whatever they're being, whatever they're doing, whatever they do for us, or you know for for themselves to help us we lift each other in a way that we say i'm so glad that you're happy i'm so glad that you found the solution to your problem i'm so glad that you got your promotion i'm so glad that you're you know dropping the weight healthily right you're You're being health conscious. Like we're very appreciative that they're taking the time to either look and do something for themselves or to look and do something for the community or do and look for something that they're doing for me specifically. And I love to tell people, you know, I feel so special when you do that. Or I love when you do that. Or I love who you are. And these, you know, this is your greatest strength. One of my friends, one of my really, really sweet, good friends, I had told her, I said, you know, you have this way of showing such love and compassion and strength. And I said, you know, you are more into how that person feels about what they're doing not necessarily what they're doing. And then she uses herself as an example, too, you know, to say, hey, I was there. This is my experience. And this is what I did. Not to say this is what you should do, but to say, look, this is what helped me. And and this is, you know, why I model. I model, you know, I show by example, the, the way that I live, the way that I love, and the way that I you know move through life is because this is what helped me get there. It's also a discipline. It's also self-love. It is also self-care that we do this, right? So for us to be appreciative for that person for who they are, for what they're doing, for, for whatever they're doing. No matter, you know, if they're able to give a little right now, who knows? They may be able to give a lot later. And if we prejudge them, then it won't come naturally. For me, I think it, the beauty is, is for things to come naturally. And I call it organic. And even with my, my sweetheart now, you know, I don't put pressure on him to do anything. I really give him options about, you know, what he'd like to do or what, you know, we could do together. And I research some different options because that's not his forte. (laughs) His forte is getting us there and, you know, protecting me on the way and making sure that, you know, it's a good experience for me as well. But you know, that, that's our dynamic and it's a beautiful thing because I know that's not his forte. And it is something that I could really provide. And I may not provide all the time monetarily. I may not drive places, you know, which he does. And you know, that's like a, a beautiful relationship. Like that's a mutual giving. However, my, I would say, Jenny uh, keep wanting to say my, my BFF. Uh, Jenny had said, look, this is all the stuff I did for you. And throughout all your hard times, you know, I was always there. And I don't feel like there's a mutual exchange. And I'm like, whoa, that's like putting an expectation on me. And I don't physically do things for you, but I'm there for you anytime you need me. In fact, every time after work, I didn't tell her this, but this is what I'm thinking in my head, right? And and in the the week of deliberation about what I'm going to say in my letter to her. And I said um, to myself... I was there for you after every work day, you know, putting aside my time to listen to your stuff and, you know, venting and other things about the work and the work day and the situation and stuff. And I never judged her and said, you know, you shouldn't think that way or you shouldn't feel that way or anything. I never did that. I listened And I tried to help her through certain things. And there's many times that she said, oh my God, I feel so good talking to you. You just have this way of just like making me feel better. just feel good. And to me, that's a gift, right? I'm using my gift. I'm using my time. I'm using my energy. And although I'm not a mother of three, you know, with um, working Uh, probably over 60 hours a week and a long commute and all of that although that's not my life my time's just as important and what I do with my time is a choice it's up to me and I chose to basically push aside you know my my evening and really be there for her because that was the way that I can give back She's the type of person that doesn't really ask for a lot of things. So in the way that I can give back, I did. Yet, she's looking at, this is what I did for you and you're not doing this. And you didn't throw me a 50th party. So you didn't meet my expectation and things got to change. Kind of, you know, talk. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, you don't feel like I do stuff for you and that you're not getting stuff. Well, anyway, the, the story goes that she was upset at her husband first for not throwing her the party. Then that turned at into anger about her family, specifically her sister, because she didn't throw her the party. And then to her BFFs which is, uh, I call her Tammy. Uh, Jenny's BFF is me and Tammy. And so uh, then she got upset at Tammy because Tammy wasn't ex- it listening to her counsel. And then it automatically dumped on me. Like, I'm the bad person. I didn't throw her the party. I didn't, you know, this and that. And um, well, the worst part was that she said, And you need to think about why I should be friends with people that hurt me and, you know, more than they help me and, um, you know, all of this stuff like throwing me bombs. I'm like, okay, hello. This is an anger issue. This doesn't have anything to do with me. And when I asked her to use her words, and speak up if there's something that she needs or wants i'm like you don't think that i would go bend over backwards and do everything i could to make that happen for you and she was silent so anyway bottom line was that she was angry at me and she was not appreciative and i don't want to be around people who are not appreciative and I'm not going to spend my time trying to figure out people, read minds, um, figure out, you know, what the missing pieces are in their puzzle. That's for them to do. Not to say that I wouldn't change myself if I felt that the price of admission was worth it. And I'll go into more on that a little bit later. So that is my spiel on appreciating. Had she just said, you know what? I really need some time to self-reflect. And some things have to do with our relationship or our friendship. And I just need to have the time. I hope you understand. You know, just basically give her space, right? I would have said, hey, girl, (laughs) that's good with me. You know that I mean we we need our time, we need our space, right, and up to that point, I was justifying justifying her demeaning me, justifying her you know anger and stuff, justifying all the stuff because she was worth the price of admission. She is my best friend, she just lost her mom, and I said, you know to myself, well you know, she hasn't really grieved and stuff and Um, but when i said let me just push my ego aside i'm just gonna be you know this this um you know beautiful friend and uh just we have our weaknesses right our misgivings and stuff and we're not always going to be the same and that's okay so i had this frame of mind before we talked and when we talked I was so sick to my stomach. I felt like vomiting. And I said, this is not healthy. It's not healthy for her to be angry at me, for me being me. And this is not healthy for me, you know, to, to really like put those red flags and all those, you know, harassments and, and berated, um, feelings that, she does and uh you know all of those things like bullying this isn't healthy for me so I told her you know what I just need to think about this I just need time and they took one week to write her back and probably about 20 different drafts of emails thinking about what I'm going to say and how I'm going to say it And I love that I did that. And I love that I didn't put pressure on myself saying, oh, you know what? I'll get back to you by next Wednesday. Because we really need to like chill out. And we don't need to put a time frame on love and friendship. It's how we feel. And how do we really feel? And how do we really want to express that? Right? So she completely, I felt she completely devalued our friendship. And is that why my word, excuse me, is that worth my price of admission? No, it's not. Is that worth me every time, you know, I'm like elated or excited about something or, you know, I, I discover something or share something that I'm put down in some way? No, it's not. But, you know, in the way of learning before, I felt really comfortable with sharing my stuff, right, with her. Because she's in my inner court. We eat, we sleep, we, you know, just hang out, we share, we grow together. But when we're not doing that and when there's no trust there, like, I'm like, I don't even trust anything I talk to her about anymore. Because I don't know how she's going to use that to manipulate for me to bend over backwards to meet her demands and her needs and her expectations. So I want to be around people who appreciate me for me because that's what I do for other people. I love people for, you know, their strengths and I really help them rise above their weaknesses And I really have compassion with hurt and pain. And, you know, people really put their life in my hands, really, because they're open to telling me their heart, like the deepest, darkest things in their heart, because they know that I I tell people, I have doctor-patient confidentiality. I don't tell a soul, right? So I give them that security, that safety, that confidence. And then, you know, not take advantage of anything they say for later on. I'm thinking, oh my God, if she thinks like this and she's angry at me now and I'm falling short just by being me, how could I try harder? And I am not a mind reader. Nobody is. So she needs to learn how to express herself and to say what she wants and to say what she needs. And if it comes down to, you know, being like really dumb and stupid (laughs) that we don't get it, like continue giving us hints, right? Like, oh my God, she didn't even get that hint. Hello. Okay. So let me give her another one, like in a loving way, not in a way of just, I call it assaulting my character. That's just not right for anybody to do. So there were times that she would hide behind the truth and then say, you can't take feedback or you're too sensitive Or, um, you know, it's the truth, what's wrong with that and stuff. And it's like, it's a way of hiding behind her weakness of not expressing herself in a beautiful, loving way. There's always a way, you know, I even thought, and I don't know what your religion is, but you could, you could change this, you know, the terms around. But I thought, would Jesus talk to me like this? I'm like, no, would God talk to me like this? I'm like, no, you know, and so anyway, my point is, is that if you could say, I mean, even Mother Teresa, right? I'm sure she had to tell people truths about things and look at all of the sacrifices that she did. But it came out of love. It came out of her heart, out of love. Her actions were out of love. She never took score. She, she didn't always feel good about what she was doing. But she knew that it was good in the, in the betterment of those people that she really wanted to help. It was all out of love. And I'm sure she had to say some tough things but she said them out of love, right? And that's what we're taught is that, you know, we need to love one another. So anyway, going on with being appreciated and also appreciating those that we have in our inner circle. So important. Third is just being appreciated. Sometimes people have a really hard time with just being appreciated. Someone showing you appreciation, someone showing you or saying or doing out of appreciation, be acceptant of that. We need to just take our egos out of everything and just be appreciated. You know, someone says, it's, it's a beautiful thing being you. Just be appreciated. And, and fill in that glory. Even though you don't feel like you did much. It's okay. You can be appreciated. And that is one of the things that she didn't accept. So because she's not accepting that, she's not accepting that for herself. She's not appreciating herself right? Because I, I, there was a picture that we took and she's really self-conscious about her weight and everything. And I'm like, oh my God, girl, you look hot. (laughs) And she seriously looked hot in the photo. Like she just looked empowered and confident and she had her shades on and A little, you know, like, I got a going on look and stuff without even trying. And that's even more hot, right? So I told her, I'm like, girl, you look hot. And she was like laughing and, you know, denying it. And kind of like, don't say those things or don't say that. And it's because she doesn't feel that. Although in business, she says, you know, I'm the superstar, I'm, you know, this and that, and she built herself up in that way, and, you know, also even her, um, relationships with her religion, and God, and everything, it's like, she's a superstar, and she feels happy and confident about that, and, and, you know, it's like, well, you know, there's a balance, right? There's a balance with everything, and, um, Like, I don't dress for other people. I dress for myself. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Actually, I think everything's right with that because I feel happy for myself that I feel good. And sometimes I can't put out an outfit the night before because the morning of, I might feel like wearing something else. It just doesn't feel right. But people are different, right? I mean, there could be people who have their outfits for the whole week. And that's cool with them. And that doesn't make them a better person. That doesn't make them a worse person. That isn't, you know, I I don't need to get angry about that. (laughs) It's like, that's just who they are. And I'm happy that they're able to, you know, figure out a routine or something that works for them. So for her to be angry at me for who I am, And for what I didn't provide, I didn't provide a party for her. Did she ever tell me that? No, she never told me that. So, and when I, you know, when I tell her compliments about, you know, like there was a certain dress that she wore. And I said, that's very flattering for your figure. And then she's putting herself down about her figure and that she doesn't have a figure or that she looks like, you know, a blob or something like that. It's like, okay, you're putting yourself down. Do you understand that you're doing that? And you're not being appreciated. You're not accepting because you're not believing. And you know, that's not my issue, right? And I'm not just saying those things, like just to make up stuff. Like I really feel that's a flattering dress. Like I think any one of us, man or woman, could wear things that flatter our physique we have beautiful things and then there are things that are beautiful for other people but you know maybe not beautiful for us that we try to hide but you know we have certain clothes and certain things that we could do to flatter our body or our face or our hair whatever my for me it's you know my height right like I can't wear too many things extreme because it just looks ridiculous after a while. And uh, (laughs) like um, like a belt, for example, I don't really have that much of a, I have a short waist, waistline. Like my waist is pretty close to my hip. (laughs) There aren't any inches between. So if I wore like a huge belt, like buckle, which you know like a statement belt buckle which you know maybe like a six foot woman or five seven or whatever could wear like huge you know big I don't even know how to describe but you know what I'm saying and um men and women I think can relate to belt belt buckles I kind of have to keep it to my proportion right so just knowing those things it's okay like I wake up sometimes and I'm like, why am I so obsessed about weight? Why am I so obsessed about my belly, you know, my tummy? Why am I so obsessed about my arms? Like, they're, you know, a little flabby, a lot flabby. I don't know. <laughs> they're flabbier than I would want. And, you know, why am I so obsessed about these things? Like, do they really matter in life? No. Cause my health matter? Yes. So concentrate on my health, right? And so there's certain things that are in our mind that they just don't serve us. And I really want to be around people who are living to their potential, are trying to find a balance, are living their best life and also supporting each other our tribe right I call it supporting each other in the process and she and I don't align there's different uh, psychology methods or beliefs one of them is uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs if you know that it's all about transcendence and really like rising above and getting out of ego and Adler what i remember uh he really thrived off of challenges like someone said that he can't do something that that would be incentive for him to do it well sometimes people don't work like that they're not wired like that they're not brought up that way i'm one of them I never had parents that said, you need to do better. You need to do better. You need to, you know, be this way. You need to do this and that. No. There's five kids in our family. We're all totally different. We all think differently. We were brought up with the same parents that didn't foster competition, saying he's more handsome than he is. He's taller than he is. He's, he's, he's. He's a doctor, he's better, you know he's a truck driver, oh well, you know, we didn't have parents like that. We had parents that were thankful that we weren't drinkers, weren't smokers, we didn't do drugs, you know we we followed um all of the societal guidelines, being like not in trouble, right <laughs> with the law. um we're good people, we give back, we provide. We have a stable personality. None of us are like depressed or anxious or, you know, any of that. And that's like a gift from God for parents. And my parents never said, you're not enough and you need to try harder and, you know, take their anger out on us or anything. My parents weren't like that. So I didn't grow up like that. I'm not like that. And... It's a beautiful thing to be in that environment because I know that's love for me, not the tough love which I call you know what my former BFF gave me by putting me down and saying demeaning things and you know and another thing is that I felt like I was very um, dismissed because I was the one who talked about quinoa and chia seeds. And because she works with doctors, and the doctor was cardiologist that she worked closely with, that cardiologist told her about quinoa and chia seeds. And guess what? She's just telling the world, "Oh my gosh, and chia seeds and and <laughs> and quinoa and how healthy it is and stuff." And like, girl, I told you that long time ago, but because you don't put emphasis on my you know, my knowledge, right? Like, it's just, she just put me down in an area where I feel like she put me down in an area where I'm like damaged goods because I went through divorce. I had a toxic relationship, obviously. That's why I got divorced. And he was a narcissist. And I don't know if you know what a narcissist is, but it's more than somebody who, you know looks into themselves and just all over themselves that's just probably a very small sliver of it but there is much more that goes into narcissism and I had to get out of that relationship for 20 years because I was whittled down to nothing so much that I didn't even ever think I mean, I just pretty much gave up on happiness. I thought in my life, I would never, ever be happy ever again. And I didn't know what to do. I felt so trapped. I was in my emotional prison. And she helped me break free of that. And her methods are very powerful. And I thought the world of her. But I have my dignity and I have my standards that I said no girl you crossed the line and then she continued to cross the line when we talked so much that I felt like vomiting and I said you know what like I'm totally pushed to the extreme and I have to make a decision because this anger is not going to go away and if she doesn't accept me for who I am, what I am, how much I can give, in what way I can give, you know, I don't have the finances to be giving gifts of appreciation, which you know, I don't know if if she cares or sees that, or you know, I don't, I have no idea. But um, if you know anything about love languages. We don't speak the same love languages, (laughs) definitely. Uh, I think there was acts of service and for her, I guess she didn't see my acts of service, you know? And that was the way that I knew how to use my gift and how to give back. That's not the only thing I did, obviously, But, you know, there are many things that I did to accommodate or to work around her schedule because she does honestly have a busy schedule and, you know, use my time, use my energy, use my this and that out of friendship, out of love, out of, you know, and it's not like, oh, I have to do this to prove to her, you know, it's not like that. Like I wanted to do it because of her well-being. I knew that, you know, I was able to help in my unique way. Anyway, so going back to my thoughts for today is in sometimes in love and relationships, it's all about one, just being, two, appreciating, and three, just being appreciated. So keep these things in mind. I'm going to call this one unapologetically me. And then probably you in parentheses. But be unapologetically you, right? So you could say to yourself, I am going to be unapologetically me. Because that's what it's all about. We can only be us, we can't be anybody else. So don't compare yourself. To anybody else just be the best version of you you have gifts and talents beyond your your knowing your ever thinking that you need to discover And in order for you to do that you need to be focused she had called me self-centered i said okay i'm self-centered but then later i thought no i'm self-focused and I need to be, and we all need to be, and we all need to protect ourselves. We need to give ourselves self-care, and we don't need to bend over backwards to meet someone's expectations or needs, doesn't matter who it is. You need to have your policies in place, and in order for you to have your policies in place, you need to see what feels good, what doesn't feel good, And those are your own personal policies. So never forget that, okay? All right, light and love. I wish you high fives and good vibes and have an awesome, awesome day. I will be back with friendships and love tomorrow. (laughs) Okay, all right. I will bid you farewell today for now. Okay. Mm.